This past week I was watching a video on YouTube when I saw in the coming up next section a thumbnail of one of our services from during the pandemic. One of the really early on services from our pandemic when Mother Kate and I were preaching and celebrating the Eucharist from our own dining room tables. When so many of you were doing the readings and leading the prayers of the people from your own homes. And of course, the occasional cameo from one of our dogs. There is something special about seeing that extra glimpse of each other from our own homes as we came together week after week to be nourished by word and sacrament. Another video in that coming up next section was an episode of Conversations with Kate as she interviewed three people from our Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday soup kitchen programs. Programs that not only went on throughout the pandemic, but programs that grew. Between that trip down memory lane and this week's readings, I found myself thinking about church as our readings seem to tell us what church isn't, what church is, and what church looks like on the best of its days. First, what church isn't? A building. I suppose over the course of the pandemic, we all learned that as we abruptly transitioned from pews and pulpits to sofas and dining room tables. This week, I laughed every time I read our first lesson as David says to the prophet Nathan, you know, I have a pretty nice house of cedar now. Perhaps I should build a nice house for God too. And how later on that night, the Lord told Nathan, actually, I'm okay. Asking Nathan to remind David that ever since Israel was led out of Egypt, God had been living in a tent and a tabernacle and never once asked any of the leaders, why have you not built me a house of cedar? That must have been a disappointing response for David but it seemed the whole time God was exactly where God wanted to be, right there among the people. There as Miriam and the women danced with their timbrels, there as the aged Moses climbed Mount Nebo to get but a glimpse of that promised land before he died, and there as they walked through the Jordan carrying the Ark of the Covenant, finally having a place to call home. I don't think God would have traded any of those moments for the world, savoring that preciousness of being among us along our journeys in times of exile and in times of pandemic. In the fullness of time, that spirit of Emmanuel, of God's desire to be among us grew, culminating in the incarnation, Christ dwelling among us. St. Paul writes this morning that in Christ Jesus, 
you who once were far off have been brought near. St. Paul views this coming together, this assembly of all people, this ecclesia, as what the church is, a place where all come together, gathering into one body. Choose as we may to use the wide variety of labels we have to classify each other. But in this sacred moment, coming together to worship the living God, Christ erases all of those divisions, making us one. No longer aliens, but citizens. St. Paul puts the icing on the cake when he writes, In Christ we are joined together and grow into a holy temple, built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Church is not a physical building in a particular location, but rather a spiritual dwelling place for all, with each person serving as a beautiful tile in a divine mosaic, mortared together by the joys and the sorrows, the thanksgivings and the supplications, and those tender hopes we lift up to the Lord individually and communally, all while being nourished by the sacred meal we share as one. So what does this church look like on its best of days? I think Mark paints that picture for us in one word this morning, apostles. Prior to this passage, the 12 were referred to as Christ's disciples, students of Christ. Two Sundays ago, we heard that the 12 were given authority and sent out two by two to anoint the sick and proclaim the good news. And so a new chapter began for those 12, an era of apostoline, being sent forth with a message, a message of love so powerful that people, whether from villages, cities, or farms, rushed about that whole region to hear this good news, to receive that forgiveness, and to but touch the fringe of Christ's cloak and to be healed. Each week we enter the church as disciples, learning through word and experiencing through sacrament this radical love of God, a love that breaks open our hearts and refreshes our souls. And each week we are sent out to share this message of good news, sent out to share this love with all we meet. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord, we shout from the back of the church, week after week, renewing our apostolic mission to draw people near and far towards this life-changing love of God. One Friday at the soup kitchen, it was an unusually quiet day. 
by 4.30, we would have normally given out 50 to 60 bags of food. But I think that week we had maybe only given out five or 10 bags of food. As 4.45 rolled around, one of our regulars came hurrying up to the courtyard door almost out of breath and said, I was afraid I wasn't going to make it. It usually takes me 45 minutes to get here, but the bus schedule is all jumbled up and it took me over two hours to get here today. People hurrying from all over town to be fed. That sounds like church to me.